Where the tape is rolling, the light is on, and you're in the two-man booth with Nick Good. And Neil Cochran. And this is your podcast where we talk about sports, movie, TV, sometimes music. Uh, We are off the bench. This is our Monday episode, and we are... Man, we got a lot to cover, Neil. We got a lot to cover. We didn't even do... We didn't do any football preview last week because... Nope. Like many people, the season snuck up on us a bit. Well, I was going to say, much like the season itself, it's just all of a sudden there was a... I had fantasy football on my mind all Sunday, and I just wasn't really prepared for it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, So we'll cover that. We'll obviously cover a little bit of the NHL playoffs here. Yep. Uh, Touch on the U.S. Open Finals. Some... uh, Raptors. uh, uh, The Raptors. Marathon. Oh, yeah. We've got to talk about the Raptors. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and then uh, instead of... A goat court this week. I have a little game for Neil. I haven't told him anything, but nothing. Uh, it'll be it'll be fun. I think we'll he surprised test, me on te- the on the pre pre planning here. So yeah, a little uh, testing Neil's sports knowledge because for those of you those of you who may not know, Neil has a pretty extensive sports knowledge. So we'll see how obscure <laughs> we can get here. Oof. Uh, but to to start things off here, Neil, with the with the opening draw, I wanted you to talk about the Oilers a little bit here because there's been a lot of there's been a lot of chatter about what the Oilers need to do to improve. There's been a lot of chatter about goaltending. What do we do with goaltending, right? Um, in your opinion, what do you, before I get into my little rant here, what do you think when it comes to that discussion? Just what are my thoughts on it? Yeah, that's what I just well, said. We, <laughs> that's yeah. what I just asked. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to wrap my brain around because I, I haven't been thinking about them much, to tell you the truth. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... As we've kind of mentioned before, I anticipate Koskinen being around uh, next year, obviously, with his his contract still in play and his, his salary and all those kind of things. Um, you know, we've been joking about uh, Mike Smith coming back. You know, I keep jokingly telling you that, you know, it's going to happen. Um, 38-year-old I, Mike Smith. Yeah, in my heart of hearts, I believe they would do it. Um, but... You know, I've, I've I've seen some of the rumors of the sort of Matt Murray. They're you know they're kind of kicking the tires and stuff like that. And um, I I don't know. I would like to see them get their hands on a younger ish goalie. I know Matt Murray has struggled recently, um, but he does have playoff experience. Maybe there is a change of scenery thing. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he gets turned around. I, I don't hate that play because in the end, it's finally something younger than what we have. But that's kind of all my knowledge goes to at this point. I, I know there's kind of there's maybe some other goalies out there. Maybe it'll be in your rant here. But that's kind of my general thoughts. I, I wouldn't mind seeing them try to get something young because, as we know, they don't really have anything close in the prospect pool. So. Is a 24-year-old memory better than Mike Smith? Absolutely. So if you can give it, get something that isn't you know, giving away too much, then of course you want to explore that. Any, anyone would do that. So we'll see what happens, though. That's kind of my, my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, so Matt Murray is the big one that comes up, what the Oilers would have to give up. Uh, he's arbitration eligible, so you're looking at somewhere around $5 million for, to assign him long-term. And because unfortunately, the thing with a young goalie like that is when you go to arbitration, your resume looks pretty good. You're like, I'm, you know, I've won two Stanley Cups. Yeah, I helped. I was really a big part in that. Definitely that second cup for the, the in the back to backs for Pittsburgh. And that's what I'm going to get into a little bit here. Um, 
you know, you, Anton Kadobin's obviously playing very well for the Stars in, in lieu of Ben Bishop being hurt once again. I can't imagine they would give him up at this point because you need insurance if Ben Bishop is going to be one of your tandem goalies at least. You know, there's talk out of Phoenix, a guy you like a lot, uh, Kemper. Kemper. Uh yeah, and these are guys that play, ha, did have good seasons. They didn't just have good playoffs. They had good seasons. You know, Kemper finished with goalies who played a minimum of 1,000 point, or thousand minutes. He was fifth in 5-on-5 five five save percentage at 932. Uh, he played in 29 games. The, you know, Hadobin led, led the league in that stat. The one that's probably the most impressive and a big reason why Boston's probably out is because Tuka Rask is second with a 941 save percentage, and he played the most games. He played 41 games. And then you have a guy like Hellebuck, who might be one of the last workhorse goaltenders. He played in 58 games this year, and he was uh, eighth. But the whole point I'm going to make here is we can talk about, we can debate about what, you know, the Oilers are heading into win-now mode, right? They should mm-hmm. be. You know, Connor McDavid, he's not old, but he's 23. But, he, you know, he needs to start doing some stuff here to, to really make a deep playoff push. And... You look at the teams that are left in in the playoffs right now, three out of the four at least, all have something in common. And they have something in common with the Stanley Cup winners, I think, since the last, since the lockout, which you uh, you and I have talked about, in my opinion, I only care about stuff since the lockout. And even that first lockout year where they went to the final was a little of a bit of an anomaly. So we can talk about goaltending, we can talk about how much we need to fix it, how much maybe Koskinen, you know, here's the thing too, is you look at a guy like Matt Murray, Koskinen was pretty much better in every stat category than Matt Murray was last year. Sure. And he's making the same. He's going to be making less than what Murray would make. And committing nine million dollars, people will say it's the most important position in the NHL. Sure, you get a hot goaltender; it can do wonders for you. Let me read off a list of names here, Neil. All right, I'm going to. Uh, like I said, 06 is a bit of an anomaly, but for the Stanley Cup winning team, their Carolina Hurricanes, their ice time leader was Rob Brindamore. Actually, out of mm-hmm. anybody, he he led, but one of the best defensive players of all time. Right. 23 minutes, uh, 2352 is what he averaged. Uh, for the Hurricanes, I'm going to ask you, actually. This isn't even part of the game later, but who led the Hurricanes in ice time as far as defenseman goes? It's going to sound weird. Is it Ward? Okay, so Ward's second. Oh, Aaron Ward was okay. second. I, I do have to shout out uh, Adam here because I was chatting with him last night, and he did guess who it was, and he did. He asked that I would shout it out that he was able to guess this. Damn. Okay. Uh, so Aaron Ward was second, second with tw- 21 minutes, 42 seconds. He averaged. I don't, I don't know. I don't really have any much. Brett Hedekin. Huh? Averaged 22 minutes and 40 seconds. That's wow. a name you haven't heard in a while. Sure. For the Oilers, Chris Pronger. How did Adam know that anyway? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, for the Oilers, uh, obviously Chris Pronger led in ice time, 30 minutes, 57 seconds. That, that's important. Oh, seven, the Ducks win the Stanley cup. Francois Beauchemin leads the team. In, with 30 minutes and 33 seconds, and this is also what Chris Pronger is playing 30 minutes and 11 seconds, and Scott Niedermeyer is playing 29 minutes. 51 yeah, they seconds. had it. They were stacked. Yeah. Oh wait, the Detroit Red Wings win with Lidstrom. Nick Lidstrom, 26 minutes 49 49 seconds with 13 points. All right. Oh nine when the Penguins win, Sergei Gonchar leads their team with 23 minutes 03, 14 points. 2010, the Blackhawks win. Duncan Keith, 28 minutes 11 seconds. 11, tw- 2011, the Boston Bruins, Sedano Chera. 27 minutes, 38 seconds. 2012, the Kings, Drew Doughty. Say what you want about Drew Doughty nowadays, but back, we're, we're, th- we're talking no, he about had, he ago. had a good playoff run. 26 minutes, oh, 26 minutes, 9 seconds with 16 points. 2013, Blackhawks win again. Duncan Keith, 27 minutes, 37 
seconds, 13 points. 2014, the Kings again. Drew Doughty, 28 minutes, 45 seconds with 18 mm-hmm. points. Blackhawks win again in 15. Duncan Keith, 31 minutes and 7 seconds with 21 points. <laughs> yeah, that was when he won the Conn Smite. Penguins win in 2016. Chris Letang, 28 minutes, 53 minutes, 53 seconds with 15 points. 17, like I said, a bit of an anomaly. Dumoulin actually led the Penguins that year with 21 yeah, minutes, Letang 59 was seconds. Hurt. Yeah. yeah. 2018, Washington Capitals. John Carlson, 25 minutes, 38 seconds with 20 points. Last year, the, the Blues, Petrangelo, 25 minutes, 45 seconds with 19 points. Pareko also played 25 minutes, 7 seconds with 12 points. The point I'm trying to make here, Neil, I feel like freaking... Tony Kornheiser with my legal pad right here. I'm taking my glasses off. I'm stamping on the paper here. The point I'm trying to make, Neil, is what is the common denominator? Uh, it's important to have defensemen. Who won? Who was the winning goaltender for the Blackhawks in 2010? Anti Niemi. When was the last time you heard Anti Niemi talked about? Not very often. When was when was uh, Cam Ward's best season as a goaltender? Stanley Cup champion in his rookie year. That yeah. one year, it was downhill side from there. Chris Osgood, we have his Stanley Cup winner. You know, John Quick, Crawford, you know, don't get me Pretty wrong, good. very good goaltender. Quick goal was a good goalie, yeah. Chris Osgood. I mean, Quick in that in that first cup run was one of the big reasons they even got there. The point sure. I'm trying to make is it doesn't matter who your freaking goaltender is in the end. You need a horse on the back end. Until the Oilers get that, until the Oilers do anything they can to either, you know, maybe Broberg turns into that, maybe Bear turns into that, maybe Bouchard turns into that. But if you're in a win now, I'm fuck trying to trade assets and and cult and carve out cab space to sign a, a young goaltender fuck all that because if you unless you can do something and guess who i'm looking at a team that might be shedding some salary when they go into uh, a flat cap for the next three years what what do you how do you pry an air neck blood out of a florida mm-hmm. what do you do to get that guy <laughs> right you know there's a talk about uh ekman larson out of out of arizona he actually is when you look at his advanced stats, he's a, he, he actually bleeds a lot of offense or a lot of defensive similar, chances. I've heard he's like similar to Nurse. That, that was the, the next point I was going to bring up. Is there's all this talk about what to do with Darnell Nurse too? I love Nurse. He's, he, I think he he to me the day we drafted him, I was like that guy's got captain potential. I still think he does. He's got uh, he's very well spoken. He plays with an edge that that a lot of teams love. The problem is he can't make a pass to save his goddamn life. And he ble- if you look at his isolated impacts, the high danger chances come from the left side when he's playing. Mm-hmm. So, listen, we can talk about third-line centers. We can talk yeah. about finding a winger for Connor McDavid. We can, we can talk about trading for Matt Murray or trying to pry Hudobin or Grubauer or whoever from somewhere. But until we have that horse in the back, until we have that guy who can play 25 minutes, and I know Clefbaum can do it, but he's not effective as, as an offensive threat. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to to have that ice time. You need to be able to contribute on the on the score sheet. And until we have that, we ain't going nowhere. Are, are, are you, can, point, can, are you pointing can, to the fact that the two teams that are three one would have those? That's the point I'm trying to make. And with all this to say is that this is why I can't I can't not see the Tampa Bay Lightning winning. Victor Hedman is the best defenseman in the NHL, and I can't not see them winning now. The one team that doesn't have it is the Islanders, right? They play a good, they, you know, say what you want about Andy Green. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a fine, stay-at-home, steady defenseman. Yeah. You know, they have, uh, I'd actually say the Islanders in Vegas are built very similarly. Sure. But, I mean, Shea Theodore is having a great playoff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like, they're, Vegas has more upside, and they're younger, I would say, and they're, they do have a little more offensive punch. But it's, it's basically like Islanders or Vegas light, yeah. if you will. 
right? Good goaltending so, with strong puck possession numbers, but you do it because you're a team. You don't have like yeah. an exceptional defenseman. So like, if we're if like, we have a Hedman versus Heiskanen or Klinberg Stanley Cup final, it won't surprise me at all. And it doesn't surprise me that Washington fires their coach when you have a guy who got 75 points in a shortened season and you somehow don't make a deep playoff run. So that's that's the rant I'm going to make. I can write all the, artic- write all the articles. That's that's priority number one. And you can wait and you can wait and see if Bruchard is that guy and Brogberg is that guy. But if you're in win now, I'm doing whatever I can. You're probably not signing a Petrangelo, right? Like if if he doesn't sign yeah. with the Blues, he's probably going to go somewhere out east. That's what but there are. You what. can tell they're already shedding salary to try yeah. and, and he wants him. to stay in, in in St. Louis, and it doesn't make any sense why you would let your captain go. No, um, I'm like your best and a right-handed defenseman like that. Like yeah, but if you just, can find a way to to make a trade, not Ottawa over here where we just trade guys. You know, no, exactly, but. You can look at that trade too and say like you know Carlson is on the da- on a big of a backslide sure. too and stuff. But anyway, injuries point, took it away. The point is, I, I look at a team like Florida. They're captive. They're, they're, they have one of the highest payrolls in the league, which is bonkers when you think because you think you don't think Florida would be like that. No. Um, but yeah, to me, you look at a guy like Ekblad. You see what you can do. Like, sure, twenty twenty is a deep draft. I'd trade that first round pick and something for him. Mm-hmm. I trade a first oh, round pick sure. and. I, I, I just I don't see Ken Holland ever trading his prized Swedish defenseman prospect prospect. That's just not mm-hmm. what Holland would do. No. Um although I mean I would do it for Ekblad, to tell you the truth. Right. That's what I, but if you can trade the first round the fir, the fourteenth overall pick in Evan Bouchard for Aaron Ekblad and Florida probably says no. You probably even have to throw Florida something else in there. No. You probably yes. have to throw something else in there too, right? Yes. And I would do Florida's it. Florida's not letting you, it go a twenty four year old right handed Stud defense plays close to thirty minutes a night and yeah. But you're right. Like coming out of his contract, how are you going to pay him? You either have to trade him or you're going to have to trade other people to get him under the cap because he's probably on a good contract right now, right? I'm. Oh yeah, he's still in his RFA contract, right? So let's take a quick look here. I I believe so. No, he's on an eight-year, sixty million dollar extension. There you go. Okay, so he makes like eight and a half. Then is that what that roughly comes out to? No, seven seven and a half half for the next. Fuck it. For the next five years, that's a, that's a fucking good deal for eight years. Uh, no, he's UFA in twenty. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, two thousand twenty-six. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, for four more years at seven and a half, I would take that. He's only twenty-eight by the time that contract expires. No, exactly. He's twenty-four, right shot defenseman. I like I'm, that's just an example, but it's yeah, I can't think of any other guys that you know you're not trading for anyone who's going to be closer to thirty. And there's not going to be you know, like you know Dallas isn't trading Heiskanen anytime soon, Vancouver's no. not trading Quinn Hughes, so that's what the Oilers need to be looking at. But that's like, what does Klingberg become? You know, because it's like any team, like you you can do it for a bit, but at some point you have to let people go. Like you can't keep them all. We've there, that's what it's been proven time over time in any sport. You just you well, can't keep the band together. That's right? what made the Blackhawks. Three cups in five years, so masterful. Dave Talon was their GM then, right? Yes, it was. He was masterful at being able to shed some assets, but keeping the core yeah. together and rebuilding around them on the fly. Sure. And then they, they signed Hosa after the first one. Yeah. And they went two more. That was a huge, or like, sorry, before, after they lose, they signed Hosa, they went three. Yeah. Because then they were able to let go of like the Dustin Bufflins of the world. Yep. And, um, Patrick, uh, not Patrick Sharp, uh, Andrew Shaw. Andrew Shaw. Brendan Saad, I think, was around that time when they got rid of him. Yeah. So, so, yeah, 
Well, who is who That's is their it. who is their best player? That I mean, the third like, liner there. Here's who the can thing: I don't get of? don't get me wrong. Having depth in the playoffs is important. You do need those Sorry, guys. Sorry, Dave Boland. That's what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, Dave Boland. <laughs> but he had a huge playoff, right? And yeah. then he got paid and then never was the same again. And depth's important, but unless you have that it guy is. from the back end, like, here's mm-hmm. the thing. Dwayne Rolson had a great playoff run for the Oilers in 06. Yeah. But he stuck around and Chris Pronger didn't. And guess who had a backslide in his career and guess who, who didn't? Rolson. Yeah. Every one of those players had the career years, other than maybe Ryan Smith, had career years with Chris Prong on the back end. And now, mm-hmm. I, I know we're talking about one of the best defensemen of all time. Yeah. In my opinion, top five, no no questions asked. But, you know, I'm not saying that that's, that you, you're not going to get that. You're not going to, you're not going to find that. You're not going to find that Drew Doughty who can play whatever it was, 27 minutes a night at 22 years old. Mm-hmm. But you, you got to try your best to put all your assets there. And then, then you worry about the third, third line center, Mm-hmm. And because here's the thing, if you have a solid defensive core in front of you, then Miko Koskinen looks good. We had a sub 900 save percentage in the playoffs against the Blackhawks, and that sucked. But Koskinen had a great regular season. Mm-hmm. He was he was not bad when it came to uh, certain advanced stats. So anyway, we've run long enough I'm, on this you, shit. Yeah, you've convinced you've convinced me a little bit. Anyway, for sure, you got me Rebel. rethinking. But I mean, I I know this too. I mean, you do the more you think about it logically, you're right defensemen are the most important aspect it doesn't really matter who's in net because a sound defensive team won't bleed chances that your goalie needs to be spectacular like, you can't tell me Semyon Varlamov is is what he is like for god's sake the Philadelphia Flyers lost to Thomas Greish they didn't even lose to Varlamov they lost to Greish in, the, in game seven mm-hmm. and now you're seeing yeah. a team like the Islanders who like you know they're they're we've talked about they're more of a sum of their parts than they are like uh, they're more of a whole right Mm-hmm. Trotz is an amazing coach, but when they get when they come up to a team like the Lightning, who just will overpower just you, yeah, like you know the Islanders are getting outshot uh, in the game yesterday, in Game Four, and they get a lucky goal, not a lucky goal, but they get a break, they get it, they get they take the lead, and then within twelve seconds, Lightning score two goals. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, amazing. Because the greatest player in the NHL. Well, that's right. Brace point. Yeah, that's right. And you know what people, again, again, once again, fail to recognize is Kucherov has just as many points as Brayden Point. <laughs> they both have 25 points, but hey, can't, can't give the rush. We already gave the Russian his, his heart trophy once. We can't do it again. <laughs> it's, that's right. It's, it's actually insane to think that a guy like Sergei Fedorov never had a heart trophy. He had a heart. Did he? That's what we were laughing. Eisenman didn't have one, but then Fedorov had one. Right. Actually. Right. So they did love Fedorov. Fedorov, everybody did love. Neil, is everything okay over okay. on your side? Oh, do you hear the? <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it hear, a garbage he, truck? Yeah, I think it's a garbage truck. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought your open, uh, so apologies. I thought your the, smoke detector was going off. I'm like, is everything no, all right? No. <laughs> no, it's a garbage truck. It's a little little noisy here in the middle of the day. So. Oh, it's fine. And that, and that and that cold, frigid fall air, you know, sound travels. You know, crisper too. It's know. very true. It's very true. Isn't it weird how that happens? Uh, it true. is. It is officially fall here in Edmonton. Yeah. So Nate McKinnon, right? Like guy's an absolute. You know, I mean, <laughs> nobody's better than him. Fifteen <laughs> games, twenty-five points. Braden points played sixteen games with twenty-five points. Oh yeah. Literally but, has hey, identical stats: nine goals, but, sixteen assists. But Neil, same Neil, plus minus. Neil, you can't say anything about the Tampa Bay Lightning because come on, they're a juggernaut. 
Well, they are a juggernaut. But my favorite here, Nikita Kucherov has 18 pims in 17 games. That I want that guy's sandpaper. My goodness. <laughs> How many does McKinnon have? 12. What a plug. <laughs> Use that Kucherov's body, got 18 pims. That's actually f- hilarious. It is. 18 pims. He's plus 14 with 25 points but, in 17 games. But, Neil, games. McKinnon is, we, sh- we didn't even mention, McKinnon is the Lady Bing win- winner. So That's right. He's, He's not about Bing. getting pims. He's not a good, but he had 12 in the playoffs, so clearly, you know. Maybe that's the why they lost. Yeah, I mean, there's a narrative I'm going to have to. Nate McKinnon, I, hot take. Nate McKinnon taking too many penalties. Too many penalties. My favorite person on this list, hands down. <laughs> I don't know if he's a listener of the show, but a friend of yours has oh. this guy's jersey. Oh, Josh Bailey. Josh Bailey, baby. <laughs> Shout out to Michael R. Curry. <laughs> that's right. Two goals, 18 assists for 20 points in 20 games. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Shit. He's, hey. he's a, that, you know, there are players to like on the Islanders. You know, Andrews sure. Lee. Brock you know, Nelson's he, got nine and nine. Like, they are. They're like, I'm telling you, they're Vegas light. Vegas doesn't have one. They only have Shea Theodore in the top 10 yeah. Yeah. points. But then you look at their team and you're like, oh, but they're kind of snake bitten right now. Vegas can't score any goals. That's kind of. But and again, that's why Dallas signed a guy like Pavelski. Yeah. Right. And for these moments, and I, I, I won't mind seeing a, a, a Stars Lightning final. Would never Ooh. have guessed it. Would never have guessed it. It's not happening. Vegas is coming back. I kind of think they are too, but so do uh, I. the island. The Islanders. I was the looking Islanders at, are not. There's no way uh, Tampa Bay uh, is going to. So I was them. looking at pro, a pro hockey re- or hockey reference yesterday. And I, I was looking at preseason odds. Do you know what the Islanders' preseason odds to win the Cup were? Man, probably really high. Like, Plus 3,000. No, really? Plus 3,000. Oh, my God. So if they would have won, the, if you put like a $100 bet down. You're winning $300,000. <laughs> That's incredible. Place a unit on the Islanders to start the year. And you're winning three hundred. Some fucking nut out there did it. You know somebody did it. <laughs> Someone has a freaking yeah. Miami Heat... New York Islanders parlay going, or sorry, Denver Nuggets, Denver Nuggets, uh, New York Islanders parlay going somewhere in the world has that someone in the world has that. It's so true. The odds might've went up too. And it was like, Oh, Denver's going to have to go through both the Clippers and the Lakers. Their odds might've even got gone higher, but good. Uh, Speaking of gambling, Neil. Sure. Let's talk about the NFL a little bit. So what we're going to do before we jump into the NHL, just just to wrap up the NHL a little bit. 3-1 3-1 Tampa, 3-1 Vegas. I haven't been able to watch a ton. I've seen some highlights and stuff like that. Tampa looks almost unstoppable. I will be absolutely floored if they don't make the finals. Vegas, I have a feel, sneaky feeling, can come back. What do you think? I mean, I, I w- I'm not going to count out the best possession team in the league. Sure. Uh, but there's something going on with Dallas, man. And Dallas, if, you watch that, yeah. if you watch that game five... Uh, or game four, I should say. Hudobin, mm-hmm. like looked really good. Like Vegas had their chances. Sure, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So we'll see. We'll, it'll we'll definitely be in the Stanley Cup final by the time we record next. Well, week. come on, if you're the, if you're the Golden Knights, though, do you do you blow it up? Do you blow the whole thing up? Not a chance with a flat cap. You just roll that team again and take your odds that you're the Detroit Red Wings that but just hey, come didn't on, get lucky. They got to the Stanley Cup final and now they've they've fallen short two years in a row. Oh, I mean, conference finals. I mean, God damn it. Do they blow it up, though? Yeah. Do they trade for a first round? They pick? fired yeah. Gallant. They fired Gallant. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I know. They're crazy. But anyway, um, and NFL, as you said, yeah. betting. So, Neil and I, going forward, we talked about a little bit. We didn't preview last week, so apologies to that. Um, we're going to be doing a little uh, head to head 
uh, daily fantasy. fantasy. Yes. So Neil and I are going to be using the FanDuel app. Shoutouts to FanDuel. And we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to be placing wagers every week. We're just going to, we're going to set uh, a new roster every week. And we're laying, we're laying big money, Neil. Do you want to tell the listeners what we're laying? Uh, we are betting a dollar to win a dollar. One Canadian loony. One Canadian <laughs> loony every week. That's right. To win 80 cents, baby. <laughs> Three quarters and a nickel. Baby. It's just, uh, a couple. I need couple, two wins uh, to be able to pay for my next matchup, you know? But Exactly. Okay. Don't exactly. even get so, to pay for your next matchup. So we're going to be doing that. Don't even win for- the whole dollar. Isn't that co- FanDuel's got to take 20 cents from you, eh? I tell you what. Man. God damn. Two dimes. That's. Yeah, house always wins. House always wins, Neil. That's right. I know. I don't know why I'm surprised. Uh, so yeah, we'll be doing that every week. We'll start for week two. Uh, but I didn't do any fantasy this week at, or this year at all, Neil. You yes. have. How's how's week I, one shaping four, up for you? I'm in four leagues. It's insanity. I don't understand people like you. I don't understand <laughs> it. What's the fucking point? You have no idea who's admit. on your teams. You can't keep it straight. I, I tried my best to, every week. To do every similar. week is a, is a bum matchup because you're like, oh, I need so and so to get a touchdown, but oh, I need my defense to come through. Like, yeah, I, I tried to keep it pretty tight because of that, as you were mentioning. And eventually, at um, one point, you definitely lose interest in at least one of them because you suck. Yes. So I already think it's I know inevitable. which one that's going to be. It's going to be the one that I drafted fourth because it was my third straight draft while I was at work trying to do it from my phone while I was cleaning, doing my job. So it was, I was half in, half out, yep. dipping in and out of the draft room. Um, yeah. And it was my third one in a row. So uh, that that's night, one that, of those. that night, no, just like three consecutive oh. nights. So I went Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this past week. Uh, doing one so my wednesday draft was a little rough actually for a 10-man team my team stinks so <laughs> that one's gonna be a little tough um but i'm i'm winning in uh two of them there you uh, go and it looks like i'm going to lose the other two so i'm gonna go two and two i'm gonna go 500 for the first week so uh shout out to julio jones i have him in three of my four so that that's if that's an example of me trying to keep it together i have deshaun last, watson in three of four as well the last so. few years i've had julio and he just breaks your heart man he just no touch won't get those touchdowns <laughs> Matt he had, Ryan, he had 157 he, yards on 12 targets, nine catches. I mean, it's something just, insane. Like him and Matt Ryan have like I, I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but they have some absurd amount of red zone drives, and yeah. they've, they've ended in like two touchdowns over the past three seasons. It's insane. I know because so, well, if you if you fucking watch the Falcons play, they don't target Jones when they get in the red zone. It's weird. Biggest it's the dumbest thing. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so shout out to Julio. That's who uh, I got. Shout outs. Uh, uh, we, should do, we should do this every week. We should do uh, weekly shout outs. We're going to do weekly shout outs when we do our head to heads. Don't you worry. Uh, so, sure, I'm, but I'm just like, as a, as a general shout out, I'm shouting out Bill O'Brien. Yeah? David Johnson, first touchdown of the 2020 season. <laughs> yes, they lost. Yes, they got their asses handed to them by the Chiefs. Yes. yes. But and then David DeAndre Johnson, Hopkins proceeds to go 14 <laughs> catches, 151 yards with the But Cardinals. David Johnson, he can, you cannot take away the fact that David Johnson had the first touchdown of the 2020 season, Neil. You can never take that away from Bill O'Brien. <laughs> Only to be stomped by KC. Uh, a, sec- a second shout-out. Shout-out to Father Time. Okay. Tom Brady. Tom Brady becomes the <sighs> oldest player. Becomes the oldest player to ever score a touchdown. Quarterback sneak. That's right. And then proceeds to throw two interceptions in an opening game for the first time in four seasons, I think it is. Something like that, yeah. And throws a pick six. A terrible pick six. I don't know what he was looking at. 
yeah, he, um, I, I didn't get to see. I saw a little bit of the game uh, before I had went to work, and he definitely looked a little old. Looked a little, a little old. I think it's going to be very interesting. It was was it strange for you? It was strange for me seeing him in a Bucks jersey. It Not really. Strange. Because because I've just seen it all on the internet for the past sure. whatever it's been four months. Look, I guess it just it was weird to think like he's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of all teams. I guess that's more what it was. Well, here's the thing. I think we talked about it a little bit last year or last week. Or talk, I was talking to somebody about this anyway. Yeah, the we didn't with, preview last week. The thing we with were... the Bucks that people forget is Winston sucked. But I mean, he he also threw for what was it five thousand yards or something? Yeah, five thousand yards, thirty touchdowns. Thirty touchdowns. Yes, three interceptions is brutal but yes but the, the the bucks were one of the top teams in false starts last year yes you know the bruce arians offense is it's it's, it's a gunslinger's offense but it's loose it's not it's not belichick it's not it's not a it's not a uh josh mcdaniel's offense where it's tight but you know brady's gonna lose his shit here i think with, so and that's what you saw in the game yesterday so it yeah so shout out to father time shout out to father uh, time even Drew Brees, like I, I did see a really funny tweet that it was like, "This is Roy Jones Jr. versus Mike Tyson." If that fight ever happens, and it was oh, Drew Brees boy. versus uh, Tom Brady, is that he was just still saying, in the like, works? By the way, it could be. It's just like Brees doesn't throw the ball farther than fifteen yards. Like if you've noticed, like everything's short. And I was just like laughing that like him and Tom Brady. I I, I thought that tweet was just so poignant. I was like, oh, you couldn't be any more correct. This is just like some old boys that have really good teams around them, or at least the Saints are just like it really is, well built. You know, yeah. well, kind yeah, of like Kimara. the Patriots in that way, right? There's a very consistent pattern of what they've how they've done things. And Drew Brees is still efficient enough, much like Tom Brady was just efficient enough to get sure. it done in New England. And like you said, if the Bucks ask too much, I mean. Who knows? We'll see what happens. It's a tough division, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, I'm going to shout out also the Dallas Cowboys and the Giants, even though they haven't, pl- even though the Giants haven't played yet, they are playing my Pitt- Pittsburgh Steelers tonight, Monday Night Football. Right. Um, shout outs to them because unlike the Eagles, they did not lose to a team that doesn't even have a name. I love it. I th- I absolutely love the Washington Football Team. I I like the logo. I, I love like the, the colors. Yes. And the helmets are cool. Because the colors are great. The, like the burgundy, like yeah. yellow, deep yellow is really nice. And it was even really nice on their old jerseys. Yeah. But like just having the numbers on the football, yeah. like there's something old school about that that is Completely better than agree. like. Yeah. I just, man, I love just football team. Even when I'm doing the fantasy, it's just like <laughs> you have to pick up the team and they're like Washington football team. To, okay. So to throw back to off the bench two years ago you me and adam did refer to them as the washington professional football team you did when we did our weekly picks we did we did do that so that's right just gonna just gonna throw that out there a little bit yeah do uh, do we need to get we need to get back to doing weekly picks too i think neil man this just i nfl just came up on us we went we went from doing mock uh, redrafts from 2015 to now talking about like five different sports like i it's how yeah, because I was, I was, I was chuckling a little bit because like Thursday night apparently was, uh, you know, their their ratings were a little lower than usual, and I was like, yeah, because the sports calendar is loaded, man. There's yeah. like there was game like sevens. the U.S. Open on, there was game sevens, like there was basketball, there was hockey. I mean, you name it, man. Not not that hockey's big in the states, but no, I know what you mean. Here, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, like it was loaded. The sports nights are loaded. The calendar is is flooded right now. So there's baseball if you're into that. There's a little bit of everything, man. There was golf. 
Sure. You can you can get anything you want. So Neil, there's even NCAA football going on, Nick. What is which going is insane. On? Which is it's insane. Crazy. It's crazy to me. Um, Except the Big Ten. But, right. You know. Uh, did you hear? Big the Ten's proposal? the only one that actually pretended to have a heart, and then now they might go back on their decision because well, of course pressure. they will. No, because yeah. they're looking at the other leagues like, oh, they're still making money. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. Um, sure. Exactly. Did you see that? Did you see that proposal for the 2021 March Madness tournament to include every D1 team? Come on, really? <laughs> it got rejected. I think. I think <sighs> it was the. I think it was the Big Ten that actually proposed it. Be incredible! All you need to do is win <laughs> X amount of games it, in a row. It'd be like it was something games like in a row. It was something like five hundred and twelve schools or something. Yeah, That'd it was incredible. something insane. I don't even know if I can find it, dude. Um, I would. I'd be all over that. You imagine trying to pick, do a pick them. I wouldn't even 260 know where to even start. <laughs> the one seed versus the 260th seed. <laughs> <laughs> um, my last shout out that I can th- off the top of my head, maybe I'll think of another one yeah. uh, is no, you can't, the, the, the listeners can't see this, but Neil, what am I doing? I'm so, I'm, 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 I'm circling the screen. I'm circling the screen because there's one guy who finished in three different categories for the new, for the New Orleans saints. He had a perfect, he had a perfect completion percentage. One for one for 38 yards, Neil. I can't rushed for 13 (laughs) or 13 yards, average 4.3 yards per rush. And, uh, uh, had a completion. One target, one reception for 14 yards. One, the one and only Taysom Hill. Oh, my God. God help me. No, please. That's the only shout he's going to get. I'd like to change the subject already. <laughs> he's, I think he's our age. He's our age. He's in his early 30s, and I believe he's yeah. thrown, what, not even 10 passes? I think that might, may have been people, his 10th. People, pa- people want him to be a starter. Yeah. Like, okay. That man. may have been his 10th pass. Yeah. Ever yeah, in the NFL? Yeah, exactly. Cam Newton's got to get minimum <laughs> contract, though. Meanwhile, Taysom Hill's making... So about Jameis Winston, who threw 30 touchdowns 30 last touchdowns. year, was the third stringer. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I know. It's insane, Nick. It's insane. <laughs> and I actually was thinking about that. Shout out to the New England Patriots, who are just making America conflicted all at once. Like, people are cheering for Cam Newton, but then you have to cheer for the Patriots? That's you have to cheer about. for Bill Belichick. <laughs> who just keeps on winning, which, I mean, played the Dolphins, which isn't much, but still. Like yeah, but dolphins. The fun. dolphins were feisty last year. They and they were feisty even there. They only Flores got them to what six wins, five wins, and they were supposed six to be five or six wins. Or they weren't even supposed yeah. to win last year. Yeah, Fitz Magic was not magic. He had three interceptions on. Sunday, yeah, so. does Tua start week two? Do you think? Mm, no, it'll be in the middle of the season. Yeah, it'll be that classic. Like we are out of it now. But we I can't wait for the point. I can't wait for the point for John Gruden to bench Derek Carr for Marcus Mariota. That'll be fun. It's gonna happen. For sure, it's going to happen. They won on. They did win yesterday, correct? The old Rangers. Uh, yeah, they did. But they uh, barely about, beat the Panthers. Teddy uh, Two about, Gloves. <laughs> I was cheering. You know, you know, you know. I got a soft spot for Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy Two Gloves, buddy. Two seventy with one touchdown. Whatever. Just wearing. Yeah. I mean, it's not as funny because he's not wearing gloves in a dome anymore. He's actually outside. <sighs> but <laughs> Teddy fucking Two Gloves though, pulling the Kurt Warner. <laughs> Oh man! Remember when Kurt Warner had that like bionic arm, but at the oh, end of his yeah. by the end of his career, pretty much, yeah. I I will give a shout out okay. to a listener here because I was ripping on him because he still does suck. It just shows you how bad the Lions were. <laughs> Trubisky was twelve bad. for twenty six at one point, and then they Is Trubisky good. 
and then the line no and then the, <laughs> the lions are that bad and then Shout the lions allowed Jack. mitch trubisky to get three straight touchdown drives on him Boy, anthony miller back. had to make absolute diving save one-handed throws because they were all inaccurate but trubisky ends up getting the credit anyway but he ended up finishing 20 for 36 but at one point he was 12 for 26 um yeah, it was it was bad, but he hey he did it three passing touchdowns. What can you do? I, I don't have much to, to say. I have another shout out. Shout out to Matt Stafford for being the Connor McDavid of the NFL. Amazing All player who plays for world. a shit team. <laughs> he's, um, okay, he's the Jack Eichel. Let's sure, do that. Okay, sure. Because okay. the Oilers are losing the playoffs, or is the Lions still haven't even made it with him? So. <laughs> yeah, didn't. You know? di- didn't uh, Calvin Johnson play in one playoff game in his career? Yeah, I don't even think he did. Yeah, one or something. It could be. I actually don't even think he ever did. That's oh God, we just find that so later. tragic. Remember it when everyone tragic. thought that he was retiring just to come back, and he just was like, "Nope, I'm done. Twenty nine years done. old, I'm done. Twenty nine years old. Yeah, best done. best receiver uh, in the fucking league, and I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Literally, he was Is the it? best receiver at the time he retired. Yes. Yeah. Uh, who had a? I'm going to shut him out because I trash him constantly because I th- I okay. still think he sucks. But Josh Allen had a good game. But he's playing the Jets. Once your, he comes up your against Bills. The, oh, I know my Bills. But once he comes up against the real test, he's going to get shredded. Um, the Jets are just chaos. Like, I don't I, even know how. I've listened to some very reputable podcasts with very reputable reporters and analysts and commentators who there's a there's a little bit of a Josh Allen MVP oh. talk. <laughs> if he improves that much, eh? Yep. Because the Bills have, have it all. They do have it all. That's why I'm frustrated that Josh Allen's their quarterback. <laughs> if they had any other QB, Nick, they'd be sick. Their okay. defense is literally top three in the what NFL. What if they use Josh Allen as a Taysom Hill type? Okay, stop. I can't. No, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly being serious here. He's He can scramble. He's pretty he's, fast. He's fast. He he could do some trickery a little bit yeah, if you have. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I just want Josh Do you think Allen the Bills on. would be good if they had Jameis Winston? Yes. I do because you're not firing the rock all the time like you were in in with the Bucks. Teddy Bridgewater. Like, I don't think Jameis Winston doesn't get 30 interceptions with Buffalo. He only gets it with Tampa Bay. Sure. You know, J- like if Teddy it's a more conservative style. Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. Because Tom Brady? they don't need spectacular. Yeah, Tom Brady. They don't need spectacular, right? They yeah. just need a dude that's. Consistent. I mean, Josh Allen though, I think tantalizes with. The potential. Oof. It's always the, the you got to love those ones. It's always the what can be or what could be. Sure, right. Those yeah. are, it's unfortunately it keeps guys like that in the league longer. So it's true. I mean, you're not wrong because he does have a big arm and stuff, and like, and he'll throw a deep ball. Well, that's beautiful one time, and you're like, okay, can he do that consistently? And the answer is almost always no. I want to say I'm going to get this wrong. I, I I didn't come prepped at all for my NFL talk. I apologize, but I believe last year Josh Allen led the league according to. Uh, the next gen stats on nfl.com led the league in like overthrows essentially he essentially he had open looks to his receivers and just led the league in overthrows yes like would you like to know like what his percentage completion percentage was career yes 47 no no he's actually higher no it's not that low he is over 50% yeah he's 57% there okay career he had a 58 not, last year. Not ideal for your starting quarterback. No, his average pass, Nick, was 6.7 yards. Oh, boy. 
It's so, like, uh, that, you, look at, you look at the overall size, you're like, oh, not bad. 3,000 yards, 20 TDs, only nine interceptions. But then you look, and it's like, oh, but he was 58%, and he only averaged seven yards a pass. Okay. Seven. I'll throw another one at you. Phil Rivers. Same thing. Phil Rivers is old. You talk about... Wow. Mm, here, let's look at let's look at their best seasons. Then, how about that? We'll compare. I'm asking. I'm asking if the Bills are better with those guys as quarterback. Yes, hundred percent. Oh yeah. Oh, well, Kirk Cousins. Yesterday. Kirk Cousins, I would say. Because Kirk Cousins is the master of racking up yards with nothing but. Kirk dink Cousins and one one game will look like the worst quarterback of all time, and the next game he will look like Neil. He doesn't throw deep. <laughs> he does. He had fucking Stefan Diggs on his team. And he can throw deep. This is true. Case Keenum could throw a better deep ball than him. This is true, actually. Uh, let me see. What is what is Kirk Cousins' best years? Oh, it would have been one of his last years in Washington for sure. See, but at least his percentage. No, his percentage. It was actually his first year in Minnesota. Interesting. He was a 70% there you completion go. percentage. Yeah, but what's his deepest? 7.1 yards a carry with 30 touchdowns and 10 picks. I can't play quarterback, obviously, but I feel like if all last I was doing... Year, Neil, hold yeah. on. I, I could say uh, if all I was doing was throwing four to five yard passes, I think I'd, I, my my percent, per, completion percentage looked pretty good too. His career average for pass per attempt is seven point seven. It's almost eight. <laughs> the, well, we were not, just talking about Josh Allen though being at six. Sure. So, but Josh Allen runs more than he throws deep. I would say he does. I think that's the, his downfall. The, the rushing does separate it. I'll give it to him. But anyway. I'm I'm hopeful that he turns the corner. Of course. Please tell me you have Josh Allen on one of your fantasy teams. I do not. I I don't want to be depressing. one of those, I'm not I'm not one of those people, Nick. Okay. We don't we don't start Kate, we don't start J.K. Dobbins on our team and pretend like that was a good decision just because he got two touchdowns. Okay. Uh-oh. Hindsight are you, are you, are you is great. Are you calling someone out in your one of your Yeah, leagues? absolutely. He got <laughs> mad at me because he took him out of the lineup. He ended up winning his matchup by a country mile anyway. But I, I was giving him the gears about J.K. Dobbins being on his team, like on his in his starting lineup. When like yes, Montgomery didn't have a good game, but he's unquestionably the starter in Chicago. Sure. Whereas Mark Ingram exists still, and they both actually stunk when it came to getting yardage as Didn't running. Washington backs. roll out three running backs basically. Wow. Yeah, but anyway, and That's then you know you want to tell me that it's a bad take. It's like, well, no, your rookie got two touchdowns. Good for him. He got nothing else. He got fourteen fantasy points. Twelve of them were TDs. So, don't tell me that he had a good game. No, he just got two touchdowns. Sweet. That's awesome. That's what you want. But if you're gonna be relying on a guy only getting touchdowns, have fun with that fantasy season, bro. Okay, so, Neil. Anyway. Good. No, we we actually already hashed it out. It's pretty funny. But not only are we gonna have shoutouts. Going forward, we're going to have Neil's uh, fantasy rants. You fantasy have to have takes. one fantasy rant every, I mean, every week. Just because the guy gets two touchdowns doesn't mean it was a good decision. Like You don't get to use hindsight and say, oh, I told you so. Like No. Touchdown-dependent players are That's the fantasy worst. in a nutshell. Fantasy oh. in a nutshell is not about actually knowing what the fuck you're doing. It's getting no, lucky starting a guy. 100%. It's luck all the time, which is like, what I said. I, anyway, I, hate, I hate to break it to all you fantasy nuts you spend your, oh, your lives doing this. Hey, listen. There's... Don't get me wrong. There's definitely a, there's definitely some skill to it, but you win and lose your seasons based on an injury to some guy and some other guy stepping in and having like week of his life. One, I've won both my titles from a running back stepping in because someone else got hurt. There you go. Literally both. Damian Williams came in and got me twenty points in the fantasy final because all the running backs for KC got hurt and he was a starter all of a sudden. Oh, last another shutout. 
Shout out to Adrian uh, Peterson. I hope. No, I was going to say shout out to Jesse Young for uh, bringing up the Tomlinson stat oh, in our was, group chat. Oh, that was pretty good. Isn't what, that crazy? what was it again? If it you started Tomlinson in twenty eight points a game, he averaged. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> Average. That means like there were weeks he had like forty five <laughs> points or something. Like, yes, there was because he had a couple three touchdown games and stuff like that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, you want to shout out Adrian Peterson? Yeah, because he got ninety. He almost got a hundred yards at a position. Yeah. I don't know what years old. was thinking. You talk about father time. Guy had yeah. fourteen rushes for like ninety three yards at like age thirty fucking six or whatever he is now. So. Yeah, Plus, I I'm just gonna shut him out because he's like close. He's getting close. He's creeping and creeping. Him and uh, Frank Gore are just having like the old man battle. Frank Gore, so, man, every year I would play fantasy and I would somehow Frank Gore sh- would show up on my like week thirteen roster. I'm like, I need a running back. Everyone's hurt. Frank Gore's still <laughs> kicking. All right. I think That's he won amazing. me a couple matchups once, to be honest. Yeah. yeah so AP's got fourteen thousand yards. Career, and I believe. Yeah, I believe Emmett Smith has seventeen, so he's still quite a ways away. But you never know. Guy had a thousand rushing yards in twenty eighteen. Yeah, he still and he had eight ninety eight last year. He still. I remember watching the game where he set the the record, the game record. That's right. Yeah, I remember two, watching that. What, it, what was it? It's like two ninety six. Yeah, it was. It was just under three hundred. Yeah, just under three hundred. Yeah. Well, he almost uh, broke Dickerson's record too, twenty ninety seven, which is just crazy. And then, you know, I barely watch any college football. Sure, I have. I happen to watch that Tostitos Bowl though. Yeah, the one with Boise State. Yeah, yeah so I that. happened to yeah. be watching that game. Yes, I know. And we Adrian play, Peterson's dad, who never fucking smiled once, even though his son, I think, <laughs> they kept Peterson cutting have like to him. four touchdowns in that game. I think, and they kept like cutting to him, and he never fucking smiled once. It was the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so weird. <laughs> he was just standing there amongst the the crowd. Everyone's cheering, and he's just stoic. It was the weirdest oh. thing I've ever seen. Crazy. Uh, okay, you want to touch on? Uh, let's do the Raptors before we do the U.S. Open. Oh, do we have to? I was hoping we kind of forget about it. I just want to okay. say, went out like fucking champs. Shout out to the Raps, man. Shout out to the Raps. They went out like goddamn champions, man. Boston is the better team. It- yeah, it was a tough series, honestly. I, it was it was heart wrenching, but God, they played hard. My favorite, yeah. what summed it up for me is like Lowry had five fouls and he was still taking charges, and I was just like, this guy's insane. So, and even if the game had gone to overtime in Game Seven, he was I think he fouled out, didn't he? he fouled out eventually. Yeah, yeah. so they probably would have not won in overtime anyway. But questions got to be asked about Siakam, I think. He had a tough series, no doubt. Um especially with the extension kicking in yep. this upcoming year. So he knows it. There's no way he doesn't. He knows he struggled. I think you don't want to put it solely on one player, but I think he doesn't have to be – he didn't have to be Kawhi Leonard. He just needed to be a little better than what he was. He just and they might, some shots. Yeah, and they might get out of that series because what was happening is that like – when you were talking, we were joking often with Marcus Gasol, too, was struggling offensively. Yeah. Then with Siakam, it was like they were playing three on five. There was three yeah. guys on the court. It was Lowry, Fred, and even Fred would struggle at times, but it's because he had yep. to take – he wasn't afraid to take shots because he was like, well, no one else is making Norm anything. Norm Powell, too. And then Norm Powell started turning it on, and so we only had a couple guys, and Serge was great. Serge looked good bench. again. These look good again. great, man. Nanny nails those threes from the top. I, like, I still time. can't believe you brought it up last time that their plus-minus is better with Gasol on the floor because I just it doesn't seem that way. I know, but it's because like 
They just don't have as much defensive presence. Maybe once Ibaka's in, it might be who Ibaka's also playing with is probably the like maybe he was playing more minutes without Lowry or something, right? Yeah. Although Lowry was playing like every minute the last like three games, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, played forty seven one game. <laughs> so. One year, one year left on Lowry's contract. I'm always confused. I honestly don't know. I don't know if it was for this year or for next year, but I think yeah, it is for they next year. They always have weird opt-ins and stuff well, like that. Well, because he just got a one-year extension. It wasn't like they gave okay. him $33 million, and people were like, that's a, basically a legacy, like a legacy contract. They basically were okay. like, this is for treating us so well. We'll pay right. you pretty much. But that's how people were viewing it, but I don't actually – I can't remember if it is. On October, Lowry signed a one-year – 31 million extension October 2019 so then yeah he must have one more year left so yeah makes sense so he's getting paid 31 mil next year but he's mad after this playoffs like you talk about father time it hasn't caught up to him yet he's still a bulldog he's so good and I what I did appreciate is that a lot of the NBA players were shouting out Kyle Lowry how kind of underappreciated he is as a player sure but at the same time they love to bitch about his flopping Absolutely, but he doesn't flop. He takes charges, Nick. There's a difference, you know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I know. There's you sound like a bit of a homer here, Neil. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He is he is tough as nails, though. He definitely takes takes a lot of charges and puts his body on the line for sure. He does flop, of course, but they all do. I mean, you you have to so you don't get hurt partially, so you don't just get bulldozed by a seven footer. Yeah. You know. So as of so, as of right now, yes. according to Spotrack.com, the Raptors have. Nine players under contract next year. Lowry for Ooh. $30 million. Yep. Siakam for 29 Yep. Norman Powell for 10.8. Yep. That's a uh, Patrick McCaw for four. <laughs> OG for 3.8. That's a steal. That's Stanley Johnson be. for 3.8. Mm-hmm. Terrence Davis for, for a minimum. Wow. Dewan Hernandez. And, okay. and the, uh, the secret star, Matt Thomas. They have Matt Thomas. Hey, Chris Boucher isn't signed for next year, hey? No. Interesting. So Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know what the, the So pending for agents, Gasol, Abaka, Van Vliet, Hollis <laughs> Jefferson, Chris Boucher, Malcolm Miller, Brissett, Watson. Wow. So I think you obviously make a priority of signing Van Vliet. Yeah, that's I, number one. I would still sign Abaka. Serge. Those are the two Serge guys. Bruce. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's all, you know, 35. I think you for, let him go. Yeah. He had a great run, two-year run with the Raptors, but... Yeah. And he was in, and he was in super important. I mean, he was the Embiid eraser last year. I mean, he yeah. was the whole reason they were able to win that series. Like, Personally, partially. I think... Uh, I think Embiid's uh, diet and workout regimen is the Embiid eraser a little this bit. Is but. True. This is true, yeah. Partially. Uh, yeah, but anyway... Went out like champs. They went, they went down. They went down swinging though. They they did. A, they fought. Uh, it was the Raptors. They were a beast. They were the to me. They were like the Vegas Gold Knights ish. They were like that team that didn't have what you want to quote as a superstar, but they defended their title really good. And I think you're right. I'm super intrigued what Masai is going to do. I don't know what. I don't know where yep. you go from here because yep. you're you're in this weird in between. You were still a really really competitive team this year, but like. Do we truly believe they could have won? Like maybe, no. but it would have to break well. Like everything would have had to kind of more like because last year at least it was like you have Kawhi and you have this team, right. and it was like this team just needed Kawhi, and it was automatically it, it won a title in one year. And I have no yeah. doubt that if he comes back, they they defend that title. 
Oh, 100%. Because, like, you see how good the team is still without him, you know, yeah. and they proved it more this year, I think, than they had in years past, you know, so. Well, and I mean, you have, I mean, Lowry will be 35, but Siakam's 26, Powell's 27, OG's 23. If you can get him resigned, right? Yeah. So. So, I mean. Obviously, the big rumors is the Giannis thing. I don't want to talk too much about rumors because they're always. No, me either. Um, but Masai. I, I trust Masai, whatever he's going to do. So. But with the Giannis thing, apparently he met with Bucks ownership, and they're, they, they've they committed to go all in to spend into the luxury cap to yeah, put and they've, they basically said around. that, like, e- even if he isn't going to resign, we're not trading him. Yeah. So, so it'll be interesting. Anyway, yeah, it'll be, I, I, all I'll say is now I'm a Heat fan because I don't want to cheer for any of these other fucking teams. And I'm teams totally, this. like, I want to see the Nuggets just disrupt everyone's wet dream. I'd love but to see But the problem with that, though, Neil, is – but then if that happens, then it's just a fucking clear path for the Lakers to get LeBron? to the Stanley to the Yeah, and I don't want to see that. I almost said Stanley Cup <laughs> final. To the, to the NBA to the finals. NBA. I don't want to see that. To the old Larry OB. I'd much rather see the Clippers there than, than the Lakers. Really? I'd much rather see was, the Nuggets, too, but I'm seeing the Nuggets. The Nuggets are going all the way, Nick. This is yeah. where I'm on. I'm on okay, the Okay, place the your bet train. right now. If you're that confident, place your place your futures bet right now. I'll have to find a Bodog. I'll go on there and I'll place a, a nice little bet on the Nuggets. How about that? On game Just seven. to win the series or to win outright? Win the whole thing, baby. The Larry OB. I wonder what their odds are now. Probably. Oh, well, here we go. Futures. Uh, <laughs> as of right updated. now, the Nuggets are plus 1,500 on bet365. That's pretty fucking high still. Hey, yeah, Neil, because they're not gonna do it. That's why. <laughs> place a place a unit. You win sixteen hundred bucks, Neil. Hey, that's pretty good. Or you win fifteen, return sixteen. Yeah, pretty good. Heat plus four seventy five right now. There you go. Yeah. So, all right. Or the Lakers probably like plus a hundred or something. Yeah. The, no, they're they're the favorites. They're, uh, they're the favorite. plus yeah plus one thirty. Plus one thirty. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, okay, you want to touch on the uh, U.S. Open a little bit there, Neil? Sure. So Dominic Team wins against yeah. Sasha Verev. I, I now, saw. If I recall, I, mm-hmm. way back when when we did our tennis special with Jason, I believe yes. you guys talked about him being the next sort of yes talent that was upcoming. Yeah, when we say upcoming though, and he's already like he's already kind of old. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he's twenty seven. Um, which in this case is like, it's crazy that he is that old. I couldn't believe it when I, um, read it. I was like, that's how long even he's still been around. Sure. Um, well, when you have you three like guys who have essentially won everything for the past decade and exactly. a half. So it was 13, the last 13 grand slams, of course, were Djokovic, Federer and Adele. Um, so, but Dominic team now has the distinction sure. of being the first player born in the 1990s to have a Grand Slam title. That's insane. It's on the men's side. On the men's, on side. the men's side. Their women's has one. Petra Kvitova was the first. She's actually born in 1990. But isn't that Fuck. absolutely That's outrageous? An entire decade just completely stonewalled. <laughs> uh, and he's 93. He's an older Because Raonic was the closest, right? Because he was in that Wimbledon final. He was in the Wimbledon final. Round There's probably a couple be- other ones. Okay. And then Chilich won. When Chilich, you know, similar thing happened at the U.S. Open. It was Chilich versus Nishikori. They were both 88. 88, ah. 89. So it was like right on the cusp. So it was it like didn't quite. But okay. 1990s, they're literally, like you said, an entire generation just gone. So Dominic Team is born in 1993. So, yeah, he's already 27 years old. He's actually yeah. he just turned 27. But, um, but yeah, Chapo's he becomes. 2000? Uh, I believe Chapo's 99. 
Okay. Felix is 2000. Okay. Felix is already like he's he's doing everything first of. So he's the first person born in the 2000s to make like a fourth round of a major. Okay. He's already doing all those things because he's the youngest guy ranked in the top 25. So he's always oh, getting okay. to like yeah he's he's the youngest player in the top 100. I'm pretty sure actually, and he's in the top 20. Hmm. That's where I'm always like Felix. I feel like has the but then he plays team though, and then team just ro- steamrolled him, but. Um, yeah, Chapo's 99, but you're right. It's still up to this point is basically an entire generation lost. So it was it's cool to see it happen that uh, one player did it. I was saying to Nick before we started recording, it was definitely – I didn't see much of the match. I was able to catch glimpses of it. Um, and near the end, so the U.S. Open, uh, unlike the other majors, does a tie break in the fifth set whenever you get to a fifth set, whereas the other majors, it's just classical tennis first to six, but you got to win by two. So it could be 12, 10 is the score. Um, um, But the U S open, nope, gets to six, six, they go to a tie break. um, And it's the first time ever that the U S open was decided in a tiebreaker. So they've never had a championship match go to a tiebreak. And, Boy, did it show because, man, those players were nervous. You could tell it was like you know, it was like the younger generation. They're facing each other. They know the opportunity ahead of them. Um, TM, though, to his credit, was down two sets to none, came back, won the last three sets. There so you go. To, to complete a two sets to no comeback is pretty good. And then, yeah, became the first male tennis player born in the 1990s to win a major title. So um, pretty crazy. And then on the he's, women's the US side. is the first since Stan Wawrinka in t- 2016 that a player apart from Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, or Djokovic won a Grand Slam title. So 2016 <laughs> was the last time that happened, yeah. <laughs> and Stan, in fairness, was able to get himself three in that sort of realm. But it's a, it's an exclusive club, let's just but say it, that. And, but at the same time, you have to. it has to be known that neither Nadal nor Federer played in this tournament. I know it's it's and Djokovic and, got and Djokovic got disqualified. He did get disqualified. Yes. So, so I mean, yes, I mean he has it. You can't take it away from him, but a right. ah, little bit of you an only asterisk. play. You only play who's in front of you, Nick. But you're a little right. bit of an I, asterisk, though. Yeah. Um, well, because he's law. I'd love to see him play Nadal in the, the upcoming French because the French, of course, got pushed back as well. It's yeah. coming up, and he's made With the fans. last two French Open finals against Rafa, and I'd love They'll to have, see him now. You yeah, know. they're gonna have so, fans too, which is. Yeah, crazy. Because Rafa is going to play it because, of course, he is. He wants to add yep. to his title. He's it's basically an automatic final appearance mm-hmm. at least. So unless he comes up against Joker, but and yeah. then we got to talk about the women's side. Cause emotional win for Osaka. Osaka, yeah, she looked uh, Azarenka was coming back from what I understand. You know, she herself was a mother too. Seeing yep. a lot more of that, you know, I think that's a real testament to me is of how sport has evolved. That these women can have like something as crazy is pregnancy happen and all these different things that are associated yeah. with it and you can bounce back and play on a professional tour that's yeah. some pretty crazy shit that testament to both the women themselves and kind of where the sports has gone right that a lot of these can take their break you know if they want to have children and they but they can still come back and compete mm-hmm. at a professional level i think that's important for them to have that yeah, it's not it's so not it's, like a it's not a death career, nail your career yeah yeah which is nice to see i'm glad that you know there's more of that happening so because azarenka is actually a really good player her grunt mm-hmm. is annoying but uh, <laughs> it is you know but she's a great great player but osaka is kind of the young up and coming like yeah. she's beaten serena she can beat azarenka she's kind of the all-around game that it takes to beat people like serena because serena overwhelms opponents and if you can hang with her and give it back to her from time to time 
father you talk about father time serena is old man like she's been doing this since she was like 14 she turned pro at 14 and she is 38 or 37 now yeah like and she's a mother like man serena like i know she wants that grand slam record so bad because margaret court has 24 margaret court's a piece of shit though so let's just say it like it is uh I would love to have Serena be, and plus it was all in the amateur era. It wasn't the same right. as it is now. Serena's the GOAT. I mean, it's not really much debate. I'd be curious to see if another woman can get up to that total. It's going to be really difficult. Oh, yeah. Because 23 is an insane amount because it takes longevity too. But Serena, she's looking older, man. She's looking older and older. It's similar to Fed. I mean, he's looking older. He can still beat... 90% of the players on tour, but when you get to the upper echelons, the Naomi and the Osaka's of the world, it's like, this is the third ranked player in the in the world that's won majors. Like, yeah. are you really going to beat her at 37? Like, I don't know. It's tough. So, and yeah, obviously Osaka wore the, the masks with every, uh, with victims mm-hmm. in every match, seven matches, seven different names. So, yeah, got to give her the credit for that as well. Just athletes, not only winning, but using their platform for uh for social awareness which is good to see because yeah, definitely. yeah it's it's a fraught time for sure um yeah, still going on it's 2020 that's for sure okay neil let's uh let's wrap things up here with a little game i have sure so oh, just for uh, the list just for our sure. listeners too, goat my goat court is finally up it oh right delayed. yes it is i was golfing too much to be tell you the truth if i'm being honest and uh golfing was taking up of course four hours of my time as we've uh, how was the rate said. of play it was good. It was good. Yeah. Uh, okay. it, was, it was fine this weekend. Yeah. So. Okay. Neil, anyway, it so, is up. Chadwick Boseman. So let's hear this game you got going on. So this is this is gonna go hockey related again. Okay. Uh, there is a theme here, and I'm, I'm sure you'll pick up on it quite quickly. Okay. So you're very one thing that Neil is very good at, weirdly, is knowing football players and their colleges, <laughs> the start of their careers. Okay. Hmm. We're going to go the opposite way here, Neil. We're going to go to the okay. end of players' careers. Huh. I want you to try to name these players the last team they played for. And they're all – there's no tricks here. There's no, like, European okay. teams or anything like that. Their last NHL squad. Huh. Okay. 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 All right. First one up, Alish Hemsky. <clears throat> the Dallas Stars? Oh, close. Okay, if, it, if it wasn't, it's the Ottawa Senators. No, never played for – or uh, he played for Ottawa right after Edmonton. Oh, yeah, then it went to nice. Dallas, but there was one hold more on, hold team. Hold on, hold on. Montreal Canadiens. Very good. Montreal Canadiens. Played seven games. Okay. I, just, I answered too quickly. I need to think harder. Yes, Montreal Canadiens. Played seven games. How many points did he have? Oh, God. Seven points. Zero points. Zero points. That's Zero points fact. in seven games. Uh, 2017-2018 was that year. That's right. All right. Yeah, All right. I answered next too quickly. Up. I need to think about it for a second, but I knew the answer. Okay. Uh, okay. Next up, Sean Horkoff. Sean Horkoff. Yep. <laughs> it's all Oilers players. I saw, I'm sensing the the trend already. But there's a very spe- there's actually a specific theme. You're right. They're all Oilers players, former Oilers players. But there's a very specific theme. You'll you'll get it once we go further. Okay. <sighs> okay. Hold on. Let me think quickly. Edmonton, and then then he went to Dallas. Yep. Also went to Dallas. Oh. There was one team after Dallas. He went to the fucking Ducks. <laughs> Anaheim Ducks. Very good, Neil. 59 games had 15 points in 15-16. Oh. Okay. 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 Now, yeah. That's, is that respectable in your opinion? No, it's tough. All right. Jarrett Stoll. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? 
Okay, there, oh. this one's this one's a little tricky. He actually played for two teams in his last season. And I got to be honest, I don't remember him playing for one of these teams at all. Okay, this is crazy because like it's basically whoever he moved on from. He went to the Kings right after the yeah, Oilers. That's what I mean. Like so, after one, he two, moved on from the Kings, he played much. seven years in LA and then he went to a new team. Yeah. Where the fuck did he go? signed with this team in the? I'll, he signed with this team in the summer fifteen sixteen. <laughs> Hold on. Oh my god. Uh, I'll, I'll, still. Hold on. I'll, I'll, hold on. I'll lead you a little bit too. It's an Eastern Conference team. Jared Stoll, Jared Stoll, Jared Stoll. Did he play for like Florida or something? No. This one I don't know. That you've got me okay. stumped on this one. I, I, I okay. Like I said, I don't remember. He played. He played twenty nine games for the New York Rangers. Oh. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. And then he got traded at uh, to the Minnesota Wild. No, and I was gonna say Minnesota. Okay. So he played for Minnesota. I, I, I kind of remembered Minnesota I don't at all, but I didn't remember the Rangers. That one I don't know. But I, I for some reason, I was gonna say Minnesota. So well, you didn't, Neil. So you you, you lost on that I one. I didn't. I should have just said Minnesota. Should just okay. I should have just thrown out a guess. I shouldn't have. Mark Andre Bergeron. Okay, hold on. Mark Andre Bergeron. <laughs> You're really pushing my limits here, man. Yeah, I know, man. Mark, this is why I was... <laughs> Marc-Andre Bergeron? Come on. Okay, where'd he go Okay, this from is the Oilers? Hold on, hold the on. The Islanders, which I don't remember. Okay, but then who'd he play for the end? Okay. He went from the Islanders oh, to I, the... I, because if okay. you're doing a theme here, then I know where he's going. Okay, what is it? Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, he did finish with the Hurricanes. That's awesome. I can't believe you got that because I don't remember him playing for the Hurricanes. I'm just saying a theme here because I was like, Oilers, you know, I've, I've, we've had the Ducks involved. I was like, maybe it's playoff teams. I don't know. That's just a straight guess. But Okay, so he actually played for the Lightning okay. for three, two and a half seasons. He got traded to Carolina in 2012-2013. Sure. But right before that, he played for Min- uh, Montreal for one year. Minnesota oh, also. The theme. Okay. Minnesota for one year. Anaheim for one year and the Islanders for two years. So he played on the three teams that these other previous teams have been on. Okay, you're not. You're, that's not the theme. Isn't related to the teams they've gone to. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, what do we have here? Marty Reisner. Yo, Marty. That was like Florida. Okay, he played for Florida in 2010, 2011, but it was not his last team. He played for a team after this. The Atlanta Thrashers. Oh, man. He played for the Thrashers right before that. How do I even know Marty Reisner? Oh, I, mean, I don't know how you know this. <laughs> Some people call me Marty Reisner. So. It's a Marty party, as uh, Kevin Quinn once <laughs> said right. after he scored hey, an overtime goal. Marty Reisner, Marty Reisner. What did, what did, uh, what did Craig McTavish, how did Craig McTavish describe Marty Reisner once? Oh, like Steve Eiserman or something without the hands? Which is still like even without the hands, he could be. Yeah. Um, dude, who was it with the Islanders then? It was the Islanders, Neil. Very good. It was the Islanders. Nice. Oh man, he played two seasons with the Islanders. Six okay. points and then five points. There's still lots of crossover going on. That's why I guessed the Islanders. Okay, Michael Pekka. Okay. 
Because did we did we trade Mike Pecker or did we let him go? We let him go. We had him on a one year contract. It was just a one year, hey, basically. Yeah. Because yeah. did he play the year after Chris Parker left or no? No. No, we just traded for him, hey. Yeah. Trade to Edmonton uh, right. for Mike York and our fourth round pick. Mike York, that's right. I remember that. Which which was then traded to Colorado, which Colorado selected Kevin Montgomery with. That's right. And then he signed as a free agent in the summer of 20, 2006. Okay. So with I know. The, with Toronto. He signed I was going to say, I was going to say, I know the team he played for right after us, which was Toronto. Yeah, but there was a that's team after team Toronto. Team. He only played in Toronto for one year as well. Yes. And then he went somewhere for two years. He went, bu- he went Buffalo, Islanders, Edmonton, yep. Toronto. Yep. Mike Pekka. Okay, I'm going to ask for a hint. Was, okay. it an ex- was it an expansion team? Yes, it was, Neil. Okay, I think I know the answer. Okay, say it. I was between two teams, but I'm okay. pretty sure it was Columbus? Yes, yeah, Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember him being in a Columbus jersey, which is super weird. I, yeah, 22 points in 71 games in his last season. That's right. But I do remember that time, because that was like right when we graduated high school, right when I graduated high school. Right. Oh seven, oh eight, right? all right. Because he would have been with yep. the Leafs the year after, yeah. So like, I remember right in high school, I was like, Mike Pecka plays for the Columbus Blue Jackets. All right, Jason Smith. Oh, uh, two, two, two. Did he go to Ottawa at some point? He finished in Ottawa. He did finish in Ottawa. Finished in Ottawa. Okay. He oh, went to Philly right after us. Oh, okay. And then his last okay. season was in Ottawa. For some One reason, point, Ottawa was sticking out, but I didn't know if that was right. One point in sixty-three games. Buddy, he's sandpaper. He jammed. He don't need points. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, Sergey Samsonov. Oh, I, I don't have a fucking clue. Hold on, uh, Carolina. Oh my god, he played for Carolina in his last season and got traded to another team in that okay. same season. But Carolina is one season? of his last teams. It was yeah, one of 20, his last teams, right? 2010-2011, Yeah. I was like, for some reason, I remember him on Carolina. But yep, played fifty-eight games there, and then he got traded to this other team. Was it for a playoff run or something? Probably. Uh, could have been. Let's see. Uh, playoffs? No, they did not make the playoffs that year. I mean, they could have been in the mix, but they did not make the, the playoffs. Mix. Oh, dude! Like Montreal Canadiens or something? Oh, okay, so we played for Montreal right after us, Montreal. actually. Okay. I was right like, after I'm... us. Okay. So he went Edmonton. He went Boston. Obviously, Edmonton, Montreal, Chicago, Carolina, and then he got traded to this other team. Do you go back to Boston? No. No, he went to Florida. Oh, okay. He played. Tw- he played. Man, he played twenty games for the Panthers and had fourteen points in twenty games. Okay, that's. And then was out of the NHL, which is crazy. Okay. Okay. Have you picked up on the theme yet, Neil? It's all from the 0506 Oilers. It is. It's on. It's from the playoff run. It is from the okay. playoff run. Okay. From the playoff so got, run. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, from the Stanley There's Cup run. There's some guys I'll have no idea. No, sure. we're done. We have two left. I only did ten. Oh, yeah, they did 10? Okay. Okay. Dwayne Rollison. Again, we're Tampa? Yeah. Finished with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Fuck. <laughs> 2011-2012. 42 years old, played in 40 games. Had 13 wins. I knew he played for... T- I just... For some reason, I remember his, his uh, goalie mask. He went to the Islanders right after us, which I don't remember. Mm, Islanders took all of the our players from that team. I swear it to God. Seems like it. Because we traded him to the Islanders, and then in that same year, he got traded to the Lightning. He played I'm it for three teams. how many times you've just said the Islanders. Like you've I know. Like a hundred times. Okay, Neil. Last one. Got to end on a good note. 
Ryan Smith. Okay. Let me Don't see overthink if I can... it. Don't overthink it. Yeah, he plays for the Oilers. Yes. But, Came back home. But, but I was going to say, was it... It was Oilers, Islanders, uh-huh. and then was it the Colorado Avalanche? Yep. And then the LA Kings? Yep. And then the Edmonton Oilers? No, sorry. I think... No. Uh, where can I find some? So Edmonton, here? Islanders... I think he went to... Yeah, he went to Colorado, then L.A. Yeah, that's what I said. Then Colorado, yeah, okay. then yeah. L.A., then Edmonton. Yeah. Nice. He played three three more years here before he retired. Man, in his first year back, he was 35. He had 46 points in 82 games. Not bad. Very effective as whatever he was playing at the time. Yeah. Still couldn't skate worth a damn, but never could, so it doesn't really matter. Would you like to, would you like to know that three-year... Uh, Oh, no, in uh, 06 07, the year we traded him to the Islanders, he finished 57th in Selkie voting. Come on. <laughs> That's what hockey reference is telling me. <laughs> and 60th in Lady Bing voting. Insane. In 03 04, he finished 43rd in Lady Bing voting. And in 2000 2001, he finished 43rd in Selkie voting. Ryan Smith is one of those classic players that like people think was really good, but he actually was just very average. Which is very fine. average, very but average. He scored like thirty goals. Like he was a good goal scorer. Relatively. He scored thirty goal, thirty six goals once, and that was of course. So I was wrong. That was oh no, his 39. best season was thirty nine, ninety six, ninety seven. Pretty much his rookie year. Yeah. Or second, uh, second year, I guess. Yeah, he played forty eight games a year before. Yeah, and then thirty one and thirty six are his career highs, and then thirty one again. So yeah. When he got traded, though, I mean, he had he was point of game player. Yeah, absolutely. Three and fifty three, still got eighteen, fifteen and eighteen. Uh, he had sixty eight points in seventy one games that year. Yeah, fifty nine points in seventy seven with Colorado isn't bad. No, fifty. Like you said, like, no, he was still an effective second third line player. Like that's what you want out of a guy who's who's got jam and sandpaper, you know? Well, jam and sandpaper, baby. So. Right. Okay. So, so it was that, fun, Neil. You like that, eh? Oh man, there I got a couple. There's a couple I didn't know, but I was impressed. You did very well. Interesting. The the you, Jared Stoll pull on the wild, like I did. I I I do not remember him wearing that New York Rangers jersey one one bit. No, me neither. Now you say it, like maybe, but yeah, I didn't. I had no idea. I do remember the Michael Pekka thing too with Columbus. Yeah, I, I do, remember. I do remember seeing right that jersey. Around, I just only because I have a time to stamp it with, which was like right, right when I was. In, Graduating high school because I remember being like well, Mike Peck is on Columbus. This is really weird. All right. Oh, so, how yeah, we we'll, fallen basically. Yeah. So anyway, we'll do our uh, we'll do our FanDuel thing. We'll put that up on our Instagram. We'll share that our rosters for the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna come back on Thursday for Breaking Bad season three. three. Neil, can't everyone leave keeps, it. Everyone keeps telling me that this is when the show really picks up and this is where everything turns around. Going forward, I really know nothing else. The only no. real spoiler I had was Jane's death. I know nothing else coming forward. I don't have no idea where which direction we head in. Okay, that's uh, good. You, you and Jesse were hinting at a pizza scene, which I apparently everyone's you're excited. And you'll to be see happy again. to know it'll be in our bundle of episodes, Nick. Oh, all right, there we go. So it it's is, to start it off season episode, three, it is episode two in, of season three. So okay, good to know. So we will so we yeah, will we'll, see it in our next bundle here. So yeah, we'll be discussing the first three episodes of season three on Thursday, Throwback Thursday. We'll come back. Man, by the time we do off the bench, Neil, we'll, again, we'll be in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, so we'll make sure we make some predictions beforehand. We'll have those. Because you uh, still, you had the, 
you had, the I had Vegas, Vegas four one, so I'm toast on that one. But they might still win. But but you had you winning had, the whole thing was Vegas, right? Yeah. So my things on the did you have Vegas Lightning in the final? I did. Nice. I did. You're like me from last year. Yeah. Blues although, and Bruins. Although really, it was like two best teams. Basically, yeah. it wasn't rocket science. I was pretty no. safe with it for sure. I, Yours I was a with, lot more. Well, I went with the Avalanche over. I mean, come on, they had the best player in the league on their team. What am I supposed well, to do? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't realize his brain point, to be honest. But I should I, I, if I would have picked up on that, then here we go. Yeah, I would have true. been rolling. But I do feel dumb not picking the Lightning. Sure, uh, I will. I'll, I will be coming back with another goat court unless you want yep. to take it. No, no, but you I'll, go ahead. I'll, I'll come back with another one next week. I got a good idea. Okay. And depending yeah, on what happens this weekend. Oh, oh, interesting. Is it Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> it's not big bad no damn uh uh what was i yeah, i was gonna say something else all good um yeah so we'll, we got all that coming up and then um yeah that's that, that's kind of it on the docket breaking bad for the next month or so breaking bad for the next month for our throwback thursdays honestly continues. it's gonna be we're just gonna go right through the season five i think yeah i mean people i'm getting some feedback and people are loving it so yeah okay cool um, yeah, I did. I did do a season two review, so you can check that out. Yes, uh, please do. An it's earnest, great. an earnest. Thank you, Neil. An earnest view, uh, review of a show that is over ten years old. But hey, that's right. Better late than never, right? Yeah, our two our two things right now is the Breaking Bad review and uh, Chadwick Boseman Go Court just got put up exactly. Well, so as I yeah, earlier. So check out the website tmbmedia.ca for those two things, uh, and then check out Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Two Man Booth on all three platforms. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Leave us a review. Follow us on Spotify. And, yeah, we'll be coming back to you again on Thursday. Anything else, Neil? Nothing else. Thank you for listening, everybody. Stay safe and stay healthy.